Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the uh, um, technical goodies. Radio hotler. Hot, 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 hot. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. G'day viewers and welcome to episode 165, a number that one can enunciate and actually accurately call of Radio Hot Lap, that light-hearted <laughs> insane podcast that takes a look at light-hearted, light-heartedness, <laughs> cool emerging racing technologies and overcooked barbecues, <laughs> and perhaps Hawaiian treats from the Gold Coast. JP, how are you this afternoon? I'm very well, thank you, Johnny. It's good to see you back again. And it's great that you had a payout on me behind my back. Of course, well, we had to, didn't we? I mean, we we know that you've never paid out on us behind our backs, don't we, folks? Well, you couldn't have got... uh, Don't bring him into it yet. (laughs) you, JP. I only said nice things. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. He's He's there on the phone. All right, folks. How are you? We're good, mate. <laughs> folks, phone folks. I f- team is back together. Well, nearly. I'm looking out over Main Beach on the Gold Coast, and uh, it's um, sunset or no, dusk now, and the waves are crashing in on the uh, what's left of the sand. Quite a beautiful sight in a wake, full moon. <laughs> but more importantly, folks, how are you? And haven't you been writing a new book? Following up with in the auto action column this week, we didn't, folks, but you did. Oh, I, I, did, I, did. I, may be, I may have mentioned that. Come on, give yeah, it a no, trifecta. Coming out, at, coming out at the end of next week, apparently, so very excited. And where's it being printed? <laughs> Shut up. Apparently in Adelaide, in Australia. Well, there you Australia. go. Must be good old Griffin Press. Mm. Okay, I know you haven't got much time, so thanks for making time. Um, mate, what's going on? Always got- a pleasure, hi. Always, always a pleasure. Sounds like the end of, sounds like the end of Iron Chef. Um, what's happening up in there on the Gold Coast? There's some uh, some interesting drivers up there. I know that you're going to be hooking up with a bunch of them and um, trying to pry some more information about your mate Ben Collins. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm one of his biggest fans. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> what, what, well, you did buy the book. Mm. Name dropper. There, yeah, well, a lot of names to drop. <laughs> in fact, I was, I was walking into the track earlier this afternoon and uh, um, there was Paul Dumbrell and Jacques Villeneuve doing their track walk. So, uh, hello to Jacques. He had some fun out at the Queensland Raceway yesterday in the, in the wet. I don't think he's uh, quite comprehended how difficult these cars are to drive in the best conditions, you know, without uh, a wet track. But they're all going to find it difficult. To you know, one extent or another, to adapt to the V8s all 
Australian international, some like, say, Andy Prio, who's a touring car specialist and multiple world touring car champion, and who has raced V8 before, he'll adapt quicker, but, um, you know, some of them um, are really going to struggle, and uh, I don't know, I, you know, there's always carnage on the Gold Coast in the V8, but I reckon we're going to get an extra dose this weekend, it's certainly going to be... Um, interesting. Definitely. Folks, I think that there was a small article there, uh, or a sidebar from Rob Margay in the, in the um, uh, AA of this week, which uh, arrived yesterday in a very timely fashion, and I think he's oh. absolutely spot on. I mean, you know, the, the V8 supercars are difficult vehicles to drive, and even these guys that come in that are meant to be, which are, and that you know their their resumes look look brilliant. That that they are going to struggle, and it's isn't that it's a bit unfortunate that that out there in in punterland they just go, oh, you guys are useless. Um, it, well, I thought it was a really well written article. Um, and just going quickly through the field here, I mean, just pretty much everyone here has had some sort of a shot in in a tin top of some fo- of some form. You know, Dario or Ivan Mueller. Um, Absolutely, and he's um, you know multi-talented, much like like Brabs and and um, and a few other people. You know, like they can get out of one car and get and and, and see yeah. Um That they all should do all right, but you're right, you know. And 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 so is Rob. Rob is right. The pressure is right on them to perform, and it's it's a very fine line between looking like you're slow and looking like you're an idiot. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of great names out there: Elio Castroneves, Dario Franchitti. Scott Dixon, all Indy car champions and Indy 500 winners who, you know, they run the great risk you know, of being uh, made to look very ordinary out there by the, the regular guys who are specialists in this formula. And, you know, equally be the same if Jamie Wincup or Craig Lowndes or James Courtney, you know, went over to do the Indy 500. They look pretty ordinary to start with. So, I mean, it's pretty brave of most of these internationals to come out and do it. You know, there's a, probably a third of them who are just out here on you know, just having a jolly, they're on a holiday, they've got no prospect <laughs> either through sheer lack of ability or being stuck with one of the back market teams, they've got very little prospect of doing well anyway, but the rest of them, they're all serious racers, so their reputations are, you know, to some extent are on the line in this event. I mean, that just goes to uh, uh, to really underline just how high-end a series or championship the VA supercars are, and whilst you know, there's been some, some, some dialogue there about, like, you can't come in and just do one race and be OK. As we saw, our, our Danish friend did, did very well at Bathurst. Admittedly, he has had time in those cars before and is familiar with the circuit. Certainly when you're going to somewhere where there's, <laughs> there's not a moment of runoff and it's not really a track that flows, that makes it pretty difficult. Indeed, yeah. No, Alan, had he got a start, would have done very well. And, um, you know, someone like David Brabham, I think he'll shape up pretty well because he's had some recent experience at Phillip Island and, and Bathurst, so he, he's getting up to speed. Um, you know, some of the other guys, like you mentioned earlier, Daryl Frankini, yeah, he's had some sedan car experience, but it was a long time ago. It was back in the mid-90s, you know, when he was in the DTM, and they're a different beast altogether. So, you know, there are some who will quit themselves very well and some who will struggle, and I think it'll be... You know, if they don't get in the way and cause mischief, you know, amid the championship battle, I think it'll be interesting to watch. There'll be two races, really. You know, there'll be the race for the between the championship contenders and the regulars, and then there'll be the race within a race between all the international co-drivers, and most of them, realistically, have, you know, set their sights on, you know, wanting to be, you know, the best of the internationals or among the best of the internationals. So, 
Um, we don't have too many of them, you know, crashing and burning, which is, you know, there's a big possibility of that. Um, yeah, it could be quite fascinating, and, you know, there'll be some, you know, unlikely heroes, and then there'll be some um, un- equally unlikely um, poor performances. So this, this event, it's, I don't know if it's going to resonate with spectators so much up here. It's um, pretty dead and quiet here today, I must admit, you know, for the day before the what used to be the Indy. But oh, is this still a full-day event? The motorsport world, among the motorsport world and racing drivers all over the world, yeah, they're all fascinated. They all, you know, they want to know. There'll be people knocking on the BH doors to get a start next year. It's, it's a, you know, there's a really a buzz about this event among race drivers, particularly all over the world. And folks, with the uh, shortened circuit, how, how does that look? In uh, anybody made any comments thus far? Um, well, to be honest with you, I haven't asked, and I haven't been told. Um, it will make a difference, you know, much shorter, faster lap, and it'll change some of the character of the track. But essentially, yeah, much the same. Um, all the drivers uh, have been out today at some stage, you know, doing their track walk to, to look at the track. You know, for many of them, A, to learn it, and B, just to get up to speed on the changes. But it's, um, while it's not radical, I, I think it could change the nature of the race if it's impacting everything down. But in terms of access to the local residents, way easier because it's, you know, moved a big chunk up the uh, Broad Beach end, um, yeah, Broad Beach end, and up there, you know, Service Paradise itself, and down the end where I am, the northern end of the circuit, um, they've relaxed all the parking restrictions, so you can actually go and park in the area only for two hours, but, you know, previously it was just a no-go area unless you had a permit, so it's, um, it has changed things, but whether it's changed, the, you know, the essential nature of the racing... Um, probably it, not. It'll be a crash fest. Fogs, is it back to a three-day event now? It is, yes. Oh, I didn't realise that. I was wondering why you're going up there. So, all right. Well, look, no doubt to be it'll all unravel over the weekend. But, um, mate, there's a fair few things to, to, to have a quick chat about before you go, because I know you've got to rush off to one of your special dinners that you probably got one invitation and all sorts of things. Okay. Firstly, there's there's all the ongoing kerfuffle with uh, with uh, DJR. And then, uh, you know, the impending the swap of Davo coming across. Then, like you say, um, all these other drivers that want to say, look, including Rossi, um, wanted to have a drive with a 888 car. And, and um, yeah, the, the, it, uh, the, there's, there's, a fair bit, there's a fair bit going. Plus, Korea, uh, which appears to be on this weekend, uh, got the late approval, but also appears to be quite a, a low-grip uh, gr- low track, according to... To Herman Tilke, who's the the designer of the uh, really spectacular uh, track uh, that's going to be taking over in America. Um, what's your thoughts, mate? It's well, Korean Grand Prix is going to be interesting because it's all come in such a rush. But the track layout certainly looks interesting, and it will um, be difficult for the first two days at least. You know, because it's so new, um, it'll be slippery until it rubbers up. So, you know the the teams and the drivers will be sort of, you know... You better be careful about how you say that, set up on the run. Um, but, um, you know, it looks to be an interesting layout. There could be some overtaking opportunities. And it looks to be, more importantly, a track that will suit the Red Bull. So um, that should put Mark Weber in you know, for a good show for another strong result because, you know, we're now getting to um, the serious end of the championship. It wasn't already serious enough, but, you know, now is where he's got to strike and, um, you know pull out some big results and um, well he needs at least one win and, and you know at least one strong 
and um, you mentioned what's going on at DJR. Well, that crisis continues rolling on. Um, nothing's been resolved about the ownership, the power struggle between Dick Johnson and his co-owner, Charlie Schwerkholt, and that's going to roll over, roll on into next week when uh, more talks are scheduled. So, um, tough on James Courtney because although he's remaining slightly aloof from it, you know, as he tries to defend his championship points lead, you know, it's got to be a distraction, you know, in the back of his mind, you know, the fact that the two co-owners are at each other's throats almost, well, the best you can say is they're not talking. Um, it's got to be difficult and, you know, he's tough and he's focused, but still it's got to be a distraction. So, you know, it's going to be tough for him to keep that championship lead and, um, very interesting to see if Jamie Wincup can regroup and fire back because, of course, last year where he made his big mistake um, and, um, you know, was a big setback to his championship, which eventually won. So he's out for a bit of redemption, um, as are a few others. Mate, uh, we'll let you let you get on in a moment to your champagne dinner and caviar evening, as you, as you usually do up there. You know, make sure you get all the egg and the onions and all the little things on the blinny sorted out just the right way. And uh, probably the uh, the bikini contest later on in the evening. But before I you go, I mean, so. I mean, I mean, and I'm, I was only <laughs> describing what we had to eat when when you and I had dinner with Charlie down in in, in Melbourne uh, last year. A, a absolutely super down to earth kind of guy. It's uh, I can see that that, that that obviously the the angst is well, I, I, not obviously, but the angst is probably coming from from Dick, and it's really disappointing to hear that 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 not you know, not only is that a drama, but that the friendship's been destroyed, and no doubt that Charlie came into that would have like beaming, going like not only was he the, a, a bloke in his life, you know, a bloke in, in in that part of his life that he'd made enough money, but he, he obviously had Dick as his hero, and that's that's a really sad story to hear that. So, I mean, I, I, I can't comment on it. Verging on a tragedy. Yeah, I, I can't. Um, and it's more it's more complicated than you can ever imagine, you know, and more complicated than I can ever write, unfortunately, but. Um, you know, Charlie Schwerkholt, the bottom line is he was the saviour of the team when he came in and bought in in early 2008, you know. The team was on the financial brink and um, he rescued it and um, commercially has turned it round. And, uh, of course, they've, because of all this um, angst that's going on, they've lost the team manager, in effect, Adrian Burgess, who's been poached by Triple Eight. So he goes across to Triple Eight next year to be uh, team principal. Yeah. Standing in for Roland Dane, who's uh, stepping back from it all. So, you know, it's the first... Adrian Burgess's defection, if you like, is the first casualty of this power struggle between uh, Dick Johnson and Charlie Schwerkopf. Yeah, quite quite right, folks. But, I mean, you know, when, when you really look back on it, I mean, the big losers here are are the fans and potential sponsors that come on. They go, look, we see this unsettled business behaviour. They become nervous. Nathan Tinkler's like, obviously, like, you know, to him, what was it? What was four or five million bucks? It was, you know, it's just, just kicking the small change around. Um, um, yeah, but he's well, confident. He's out of the picture, essentially, as far as I understand. Yeah, but his confidence has gone away, and I think that the, 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 the media also has to be very, very careful here about the message going out there because this is dangerous territory that it sends a precedence out there that, hey, you can buy into something, but the egos are so severe that, you know, you may, you know, your, your investment may came, come to naught. But, you know, what is they, what's that old saying about motor racing? It's the quickest way to turn a billionaire into a millionaire. Yes, it is. Yeah, if you want to, uh, how do you <laughs> make a small fortune out of motor racing? Start with a big one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys.
before you go, it would be remiss of us to ask what are you having oh, to drink? Oh, champagne and caviar screaming at me. Come on. Yeah. But, but what, what are, are you ha- having to drink? Go on. At the moment, what are you having to drink? Oh, at the moment? Yeah. Uh, mother energy drink, sad. Oh, no, very sad. That, that'll be a freebie from someone. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah Paul yeah, Morris. Yeah, yeah. One has standards to uphold, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, one right. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. in fact, what we should probably do is send folks on a mission. They go, like, here's your next V8 supercar around. Yeah. No, all, like, accommodation will be paid and, and flights and all that sort of stuff, but no money or credit cards can be made available. He can do a bit of bludging if he wants, but yeah. generally the, 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 the deal is you've got to have a great time there at someone else's expense, and I reckon you're up for it. We'll, we'll be there oh, with you. Easy done, boy. Taking candy from a baby, that. <laughs> I, do that. I do that every weekend, John, you know that. Well, we knew we could rely on you, folks, but we need to set it as a proper challenge. I, I must be in these good books. He's not calling me by my regular name. That's right, he must be. <laughs> all right, well, I, can't, I can't keep calling you Hayek all the time. It'll confuse the viewers until we translate it for them. Oh, the fine wine buying manager has just turned up, and um, uh, the FWBM. I just learned that the Fogwar is uh, is up north, just about to move into a, a Moet, Moet, which is the correct spelling, and saying yeah. um, uh, with uh, some uh, enunciation. Thank you, JP. Thank you. Yeah, and, and caviar moment. Uh, any any tips for him, uh, FWBM? Uh, take it while you can get it, folks. <laughs> That's all I can say, mate. <laughs> That's a very good tip and one which I will adhere to. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. All, all right, right, mate, we well, have a lovely time up there. Hospitality beckons. And don't do anything we wouldn't do, and we'll, we'll, we're sure you'll miss us. Not. I do already. Yeah. Thank you again soon, guys. And you Bye. have been listening to iHard 165.8. <laughs> Ciao for now. Cheers, folks. Cheers. (sighs) That folks. He managed to get 18 minutes in there. He does. He would have gone on easy. Once he started, it wasn't going to be a problem. He's away. Tell you. you know. And what are you having to drink? I'm having. On the subject. I'm having a a, a Karata Pinot Noir Um, from down uh, from. um, It's uh, down the Robe. In yes. the southeast. Yes, of the, the south. I've, you know, I've never been to Robe. Haven't you? I've disrobed. <laughs> oh. I've not robed. You've not robed. Well, you must have robed at one time or the other. What about when you stole that bath robe? Which reminds me of the case of the missing pillow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. But we'll bring it. We'll come back to that later. <laughs> I noticed that uh, that. Uh, I don't know. Folks was talking about rubbering up. He goes, it's slippery until it rubbers up. He's on about down there. I don't know. You can tell he's on the Gold Coast. You know, the folks, um, he does deserve a little bit of... um, He does deserve a little bit of credit where credit is due. And I thought he was just having an erroneous, you know, (laughs) comment about the quality of the paper towels. Which has yep. been seen in in a 163B, the video <laughs> show. There they were on the count of the stolen towels, because folks has his habit of stealing these really quite highly absorbent napkins. Do you know when I looked in his cupboard when we went back, <laughs> there was oh, another stash. <laughs> there was a stash in the pantry. Yes, because he got it from next Singapore, to the tea bag from Singapore Corners Club, <laughs> because they, they rang him up and they've given him the the, the he's a back in. Um, and he said, oh, not all Qantas Club towel, that's a, a created equal. Well, I have to say he was right, because there I was, I were, 
I found found myself in the uh, in the gents at uh, the <laughs> at Qantas Club Sydney, and and they were poverty. Really, uh, or, Sydney, you see? No, no. But on further investigation, mm-hmm. it appears that a Mr. M. Fogarty right. has been travelling through there. The cameras have been looking, and they've gone, "Look, we have to have them removed because <laughs> it is like." And and, uh, and and in fact, Alan Joyce turned up to make a proclamation that um, this is one of the, the core reasons why the company's having is struggling, <laughs> and and we're not able to keep our. our <laughs> Standards up there, as you wouldn't be. The FWBM has returned. Uh, he has a, a, a Gatorade. How uh, are you, Andrew? I'm good, JP. Yourself, mate. I'm good, thank you. Nice to see you again. Now, what do you think about this little sneaky uh, Pinot from Robe that uh, JP's Robe. brought in? Mm. Whoa, that is a new one on me. Well, there you go. Oh, a new yeah. one. On I mean, I've, been, I've oh, not right. had a wine from the Robe district, so uh, obviously you picked it up on your whole. Do you want a little taste? Please. Here we go. We'll get the official verdict. Now, I only bought this because Hardy's been whinging lately about heavy Shirazes and heavy Cab Savs and yeah, 15.5% alcohol Merlots. The palate is changing. It's just staggering about too much. It happens as you get older. The reality, it's, it's got nothing to do with yeah. um, the palate. It's got more to do with, oh, I can't handle all that yeah, alcohol. He ain't the young man he used to be. Exactly, that's, that's, that's right. That's a 13.5%. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's lightweight. A, is it? Yeah, yeah it, it is these days. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Let's have a go. Here we go. And the verdict is... <laughs> a bit young. Coach your gills. <laughs> I reckon a bit of, bit of Peking duck and we'd be quite happy chappies there. Yeah, there you go. Be good. That's a good matching um, uh, a combination because actually we were thinking rather than having lamb cutlets tonight, we might go and have a nice soft egg and crab meat foo yong. Very interesting. Well, I've got a nice bottle of Grenache to take up for that. Oh, then I think it could be on it because we go up to yep, yep, the place that I hard got chucked out of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, look, look let, let's move on in the show, JP. Um, other things to talk about. Big bit of tech, tech on. Yeah, bit of tech. You, you, you well, do well the, go on the, a bit of tech about the, the, uh, the uh, uh, back uh, to the Mac. Uh, la, la, la. Tech on. Yes, back to the Mac. Um, 10.7 was announced today. I don't know why they were doing that. I well, think I that perhaps they just really... Yeah, but I think they've just gone, look, we really haven't been giving any love to anyone in... Um, in uh, Mainstream Macland. In, in Macland, and fire. that was evident by the developers' conference, so they were really... People were really quite pissed off about it. So, um, Jobsy's got up there and, 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 and talked about a whole bunch of things that uh, that 10.7 or lion as they're going to call it yep. um in conjunction with the iLife suite being updated yes but they haven't interestingly ju- announced iWork 11 yet and that's still on 9 so that's obviously on the drawing board but yeah basically look in 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 a short uh, in, a, in a short summary is it's it's adopting a lot of the iOS uh, visualization yep. which to me says that the whole Mac platform will go to a gesture-based input system sooner or later. Wow. And, but it will probably still support keyboard and mouse for those who want to do it, but it will yep. be gesture. So we're going to have Well, big we've screen. already got the um, magic trackpad. So, you know, I mean, and that's very gesture-oriented. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's the fact that it's doing that. Um, also, it was interesting that they introduced a 
or announced a Mac app store. Yes. Uh, no one was really too keen about that. I, I don't no, think I don't some like it. some of the little guys were. Well, you don't like it, no. But and, and probably Adobe don't like it. And the the screen snapshots only showed their own products. Of course. Um, actually, but yeah, why, why why wouldn't it? But but perhaps little little suppliers. Mm. Um, but, I mean, we talk about iWork 11, for argument's sake. With the same 70-30 split as, of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of profits between developers and um, and developers and, and Apple. Apple being yep. 30, or 70 for the, for the developers. But, you know, you can't, you can't not uh, acknowledge the success of the iOS-based oh, stores. And yep. why wouldn't you want to go down there, especially if you're a little bloke? Mm. If you're Adobe, we in, Adobe's not going to go on there. No, exactly. Well, well, actually, they might, but they might do that as well. Well, um, they might not either, because the um, the new MacBook Air that was announced, or both models of MacBook Air that were announced, neither of them come uh, with Flash Player. Yeah, that's an interesting thing that just turned up in the uh, late in the day. That I mean, so it's very easy for you to go and to, to, to put it in. I mean, yeah. it's just a, it's just a download, but it's just it's just one little irritation, isn't it? Well, you know? it is. It's and just go, another little you know niggle, 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 niggle. But on, in Apple's defence, though, they're quoting a pretty extraordinary battery life for this machine, and they're saying that flashes of real flash map, would well, chew through it. So, you know, maybe that's a big part of the. Uh, the plan is that, well, no, we're not going to put Flash on there, because if we do all this benchmark testing without Flash, then we can say that the batteries will last a lot longer. Which look, uh, cool. look, day before yesterday um, that I came down here to Adelaide uh, uh, to work on another another project um, that couldn't be done up in Sydney, um, uh, went to the Adobe uh, seminar, which was based on, on publishing, Yep. and uh, really it was... In some respects, you, you know, it was a bit of a sort of, uh, you, know, a, you know, Tom and Jerry show, you know, about, you know, like here's CS5. But most of the people that went to it were, you know, people from publishing environments that were actually had the content and they wanted to probably hear Adobe's commitment to the fact is, look, we actually consider these uh, new devices, tablet devices, and it wasn't just Apple. Mm. Um, it was, you know, Kindle and, and yep. various other Android devices that we're supporting the repurposing of content going out to that. I think that was that was an important thing to recognise that the people at the conference were not developers. It was yeah. a free, oh, sorry, free afternoon, rather. Uh, they were not developers, rather. People from News content Limited. And, yeah, no, and the people from News Limited right. and people from publishing groups that wanted to hear that these devices were serious platforms that it justified their um, uh, focus and, and finance into publishing in that area. So that you know, you got to you got to say that's a good thing for for, for for Adobe and also for the industry. They're also taking like, hey, I'm an InDesign user. Like, how can I repurpose that content? And we've seen that time and time again. Right. Uh, we, we do the repurposing, but that's come about on the basis that. Ad Apple had changed their licensing rules, 331, which, which had restricted any cross-compiling or external third-party yep. compiler. In this case, it was called uh, iPhone Packager, which was uh, an annex to uh, Flash CS5 to be able to provide a runtime ver version of a, of, a, of a Flash app that would then work on, on, on iPhone, basically effectively on, on HTML5 and CSS3. Yep. Um, well, I think it's been received quite well, so, so that's all good.
that is good. Um, I think there's a couple of other issues, though, there that, uh, that, that haven't really uh, had an airing yet, and, that, and that's the biggest one of those is the fact that um, InDesign and Acrobat, now, where they've just announced Acrobat 10, it's not shipping yet, but it is announced. Um, until that comes out, the jury's out, but at the moment, Acrobat 9 running on a 10.6 uh, i5 or i7 machine is a total dog. And, um, and you know, the forums are full of it. Everybody's whinging about it. Um, now, either Adobe needs to do some serious work upgrade-wise, or they need to have done some serious work to Acrobat 10, because on the PC platform, it would appear that multi-threading processors and all the rest of the stuff are working like, you know, like they should do. But on the Mac platform, that's just not a happening thing. So uh, I think there's going to be uh, some fun and games there. Um, certainly I've heard some rumbles through some of my clients who uh, use InDesign and, uh, and do a lot of uh, PDF work that um, they're seriously uh, looking at going back to using Quark because InDesign's just not doing what they want it to do. I, I don't know what's going on there. There's just I, I, I have, ironically, CS3 and CS5 licensed copies on my... My computer, I would have thought, it, or, or computers, and I would be, you know, and suddenly it's updating uh, a version of Acrobat 8 and Acrobat 9 at the yep. same time. It's just this, and it is, a, it is, like, I'm not a power user of Acrobat, you know, what, what, what the most powerful thing I would be doing would be extracting pages and then joining other pages together and stuff like that. And I, I'd, I really would do not, not much more than that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it, it 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 does appear that Adobe's become very, oh, it's just a mis mismatch, you know. They they need to make a nice fresh website and go. Here's a core products. They're trying to do too many things. Yeah, I think they are. And they're trying to be too many things to too many people. Well, I think that they need you to know. split themselves in half, or or like mm. and be be very distinctive, like developers, creatives, publishers. Yep. Because there's a lot of tools like Flex and and. And, and, and some of the high-end flash stuff, it's very much developer-centric. It so is, and it, and it tries to cross too many different avenues. I bet, I bet no one's doing any flash development anymore. Well, you. I mean, it just gone. It would have gone dead if you had a flash development company. <laughs> you'd be down the toilet. Now, the, the, the MacBook Airs. And yes. let's, let's, we'll get back to motorsport in a sec, JP. But the MacBook Airs, um, 11.6 and 13.3. Yep. Uh, inch. Uh, uh, devices with a couple of gig of RAM and, and you know solid state drives. Yes, also drives. no no moving parts, so to speak. And you have to say that you know it, it, that a few days back that that Apple had gone and said, look, we were building set. We we, we had created seven inch iPads, but what's the point? Mm. Because from a usability perspective, you know, ten or nine point seven or whatever it is of nine point six uh, um, is is really the right sort of form factor for it. Um, well, they've sort of done the same with the air. It, yep. I think you'd have to you'd, you'd have to have a go at it. I, I I think that there are a lot of people. I and mean, let's look at let's look at someone like Fogs. See, I think that Fogs would be he loves the gest the gestureness of it. Yeah. But he was saying in one of our pre recent shows, he goes, I really haven't sort of clicked with it. Mm. I reckon he is a classic case of a user of a MacBook Air in yes. a small configuration because it's super light. He can Take it to dinner. It's instant on. Fifteen second boot from yeah. cold, like like complete, oh, yeah, complete boot. cold boot. Yeah. Like whereas otherwise it's instant on. Um, and he can because he's the guy who wants a real tactile keyboard. Yeah, he doesn't and, want a, an iPad. You're and right. I think that I think that's what people you know are seeing. Mm. 
So it'll be interesting to see how the sales go. Um, uh, certainly that, in comparison to the old model MacBook Airs, which have never been a particularly great seller. So uh, we'll see what the adoption rate is on the newbies. You notice that um, uh, Apple's released a beta version of FaceTime for Mac OS. And I, which I works well. Oh, did we you were trying with it today, yeah. Yeah, Mark, Mark had installed it first thing this morning. So it's, for, it's basically and, uh, from, it's on a Wi-Fi-based desktop yes. or, 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 you know, or laptop, yep. that, but it can talk out to the iOS devices. And you, and you use your Apple account, and uh, away you go, and uh, it works quite effectively. People might say, well, why isn't it iChat? But, but iChat is not working on, there is no iChat account. No, it's not account. for iOS, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. Yeah. So, so it's all pretty, it's, it's, I think it's rather neat. So... I guess we should go back to motorsport, shouldn't we? It'd be a good idea. Now, there's a young bloke. Um, what's his name? Uh, his name is. It escapes me. Uh, well, while you're having a look for that, I'm going to go and grab another beer. Because oh, I'm drinking a light beer, viewer. He's always dropped me in the shit. Oh, viewers. Okay. A career of cup is coming back to Australia. See, how quick was that? Oh, very good, JP. Carrier Cup's coming back to Australia. I hope that's, that's a good... Actually, I went to the Sydney Motor Show the other day. Oh, yeah, you were going to tell yeah, me all about um, that. And how was it? Well, after I, you know, to wave my hard card... you look for the BMW that wasn't there. No, I waved my hard card to get in the door and I go, oh, you and send me all the fucking up the garden path. I went, look, do you think it's a... No, I'm not a bona fide media person right in the door. <laughs> look, I didn't go in to, to, to really, you know, pick the eyes out of it. I thought it was all right. I went and have another quick look at the RS, which... I have to say, I don't, I've gone cold on it. Have you? You know, it's not that it's a bad car. Yeah. I think it's a, probably a great car. But I've gone a little cold on the fact that they're so unavailable, suddenly everyone's got them for sale. <laughs> well, I've got three dealers that have got one in every colour, or more than one, mm. and two weeks later they're not hounding me to buy it, and they're still there when I'm going, well, are you guys going to get back to me on this? Sir? And you're only get, and you've only got 315. But so let's analyse how many of got... that 315 have gone already. Yeah, but think about it. Let's go back 10 years ago. We might have already talked about this before, viewers, but let's go back to 1999 when, when we had the STI, the two door. Mate, yeah. That was a, a, snap and, a snap and run. But that was 200 of those. 299. Oh, was it 299? 300, but one fell yeah, off. Yeah, I know the one wall. fell off. The wall. I thought it was 199. Okay. No. But no one had had any of those sorts of cars coming in the country. Then STI became mainstream. Then there's the Evo X, R34, there's the Megane, there's all these, there's the Renault Clear, all sorts of things. Things that are here, the GDI. Yep. And you go, well, how many people are there out there mm. that want to buy these cars? Now they're even doing, like, like, like auto-shift versions of STIs and Evo. Well, they are, yeah. In you this know, week's motor. In this yeah, month's motor. Yeah, you sort of yeah. go, well, it's just, it's all become very clouded. And I do think, and you, you put, rather, let's pull back again. Um... I don't think you can trust what the media say there. They go, oh, quick, snap it up now, last chance. Without a doubt, there'll be another one. And uh, and there was a picture. Well, it'll probably there's be a picture. Did the you see next picture version. Of the, the, the new, there's the new Focus ST. Yeah, which well, is, which is the four-cylinder, not the five. Yeah, but the shape. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, we're talking, once it's insured, yeah. a, a, you know, you're going to get a pittance of change out of 70K. And it's True. the focus. Yeah. And if you, you can't guarantee that it's going to be that rare. Well, no, you can guarantee that this model's going to be that rare, but if they bring another one like, like they but did with the STI have, and, and Okay, else, so here's yeah. the problem. It doesn't have, for me, 
it doesn't have um, cruise. That, that's my biggest problem. And what's and you the know, story you to, that? You, Did you find out? You put cruise on it, you void your warranty. Is that right? Yep. No. See, they should. And be all insurance that. deals are out the door. Uh, see, that's bad. That, that, whereas, why would you, you know, because they're going, oh no, you're making the modification that could have then, then, then fuck up and then crashes the car. It can't be our fault. Yeah, yeah. And I can sort of see the perspective, but it's just, it was just well, it's, it's dumb to not do that. Sightedness and on their part in the first place. Because they want to have a RS steering wheel sort of thing. Look, yeah, it could have been a relatively rudimentary mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But that is a, it's it. And okay, viewers, you'd be going, yeah, boy, that car just hurt it. Sure. But if I want to drive to Melbourne, I want to have my licence intact. Exactly. And that car, which can do like 260 plus, like it's, it's, as, it's as quick, it's, it's quicker than, it, it would go down the chute at Bathurst quicker than the V8 Utes would. Yeah, yeah. Which brings me on to Emi Burgers. Emi, yeah, something we missed. He's Emi Burgers. <laughs> Segway. Segway. But well, let's go back the, to the RS. In the local press here in uh, in uh, Adelaide, they had a little article um, about Keith, as in the place we made the video, and there's a deli in Keith that makes emu burgers. And I just flicked the email off to Johnny and said, look, we missed out on this. We could have bought Jack one. Would have been a bit smelly by the time oh, we got well, to I'll tell you, I'm glad we did miss out on it. <laughs> because we luckily we stopped and had extremely good steak sandwiches, or, or you had the uh, your, your regular bacon yep. and egg, um, uh, Arama. True. Uh, there at, uh, at Taylor Bend, which bed. cannot be, at, I stand utterly corrected, not only homage to you on that, but homage to Vogue's <laughs> on the on the towelettes. But I, 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 I've rung one of your mates, at the guys that were actually one of your mates, but he works for you. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, his girlfriend's bought one of the white RSs. I said, well, look, can you bring it round the weekend? I just say, well, I want to drive it. Let's have a little bit of a closer social look at it. Yep, yep. And I'm going, I'm just not enthused. Mm, but, off the you know, boil, viewers. Yeah, he was no, on the boil when we were at Bathurst. I know. He's off the boil now. But you know um, what I'm thinking? Yeah, I know. What? I'd rather buy $70,000 worth of Queensland rail shares. Well, they reckon they're well overpriced, though. But I love trains. I know you love trains. But, but would I you pay too much for them? I this is the question. That's like saying, oh, we've got this great new development and the houses are selling for 350 each. You'd better get in now and then you get it valued it's a bit, six months like later Kel- and it's Kel- only worth 280 yeah. I'm just saying, viewers, mm. I love trains. You do. He is a train lover, viewers. Oh, and you know what you missed on the way back from Melbourne? In almost exactly the same spot as I came over that bridge where we set on the train on the way there, double header, would have been about two k's long, and I'm going, Johnny's not here, I'm driving back on my own, he's missed this great big train. You would have been spewing. I was spewing when I listened to the show that you'd been paying out me the whole way. There had been some input from, 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 from viewers saying they were spewers about the lack of <laughs> lack of comedy and the and the extreme level of fogwarness. Well, and and did they talk about the background noise? The fact that he had the car in S instead of in D, no. which I was trying to let him know, but he didn't want to, you know. Well, listen. if you only turn your headlights on properly instead of half lights, you. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with it, nothing at all. So, um. What's happening this weekend? We've got Gold Coast. We've got Formula One in uh, in uh, yeah that place. Where and Formula lovely One weather, is. isn't this um, just, just the most lovely time of the year down here in Adelaide? And um, sitting under the um, a teppanyaki barbecue set up 
Rama with it's freshly grown. Um, what do you call this stuff when it comes down? Like all these little blobs that just fall down well, in the wine glasses. The, uh, um, the flowers from the vines that will eventually turn into grapes, Johnny. This is just the nicest part of the year, isn't it? Is, it? It really perfect. is. Look it's at look the garden here. 29 degrees or 28 degrees. The dogs has come back from its four weeks of, of shots. Mm. Um, and it's, it's moving. She's moving around. Yeah, she's, she's moving pretty good. Dogs. She's in there. Just watching you out through the dogs. window. Yeah, no, she's there. Yeah, she dogs is there. Flies. She hates flies. Oh, yeah. that. Look, she's with her other. This is yeah, the father. With the fine wine buying manager. Yeah. Fine wine father. <laughs> fine wine father. The bloke yeah. who looks after her when you're in Sydney. Fucking hell, I'll tell you. She's <laughs> taking over. Yes. Oh, anything uh, else? For um, Super League Formula. It's the last round of that this uh, this weekend. In Was that forever? In Spain, I think it is. Is it over? No, 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 it's not over. No, no, it's just the last round for this season, which has been a much bigger uh, season than any previous year, so it's definitely taken off over there in Europe. Um, you can actually watch it online if you go to superleagueformula.com, I believe. There should be a link there if you're interested. Um, but certainly, when you read through the press releases and, and actually go to the website, it's, it looks like it's been a pretty uh, stirring season for them over there. Um, Certainly a whole heap of different winners uh, at different rounds uh, and very, very competitive. So uh, might be worth a quick look for you. Now, we're all, we're, we're all of a sudden coming up to something which is really rather, in, rather important in, in Australian sporting history. We're either going to hate the Germans forever or we're going to be OK with them, I suppose. Well, the question is... That, or rather, everyone's saying that, you know, that, that Vettel, they're not going to play fair yeah. and, and their things are going to go awry. Well, everyone's saying it's an Austrian team, he's German, da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, draw your own conclusions. But I reckon Weber can still do it. I, I do too. And he's been used to the adversity for basically his whole Formula One career. So oh, now he's, he's so got much taste. more of a tough character, isn't he? He is, Absolutely. Yeah, and 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 Vettel, he may be a good steer, but he comes comes comes. Now he's become a bit of a he's Nancy, a sooky Nancy lala, boy. He? Yeah, he's a bit of a sooky lala. A Nancy Things boy. Things don't go his right, going the right way. Yeah, he could be a Nancy boy. Yeah. So, hmm. We'll see. We will see. It's going to be interesting. Minnie's returning to rallying. Mm. Seems like rallying is uh, a, a, taking a bit of a a, a, a kick there, and and even. Um, um, Sebastian Loeb, after seven championships, is going, I'm actually really, really keen on next year. Yeah, well, it's looking like an interesting year, but have you seen the Mini, though? It's based on the Clubman, and it's... But it just looks like the bloody ones that suit the bloody race car. Yeah, but this is the long, longer chassis with the four-wheel drive. Oh, and, oh uh, I didn't know I think that. they look a bit... Oh, I don't know. A bit, bit sausage-dog-ish. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a pick in here. Look, a pick in here, if, pick you in pick here. Up, if you pick up the latest auto, auto fiction... Oh, you can't call it that! Fogwire explode, which we have, which I might say, which has been arrived in a massively timely fashion. Oh, it did. Oh, it's not usually it. here till tomorrow. Oh, it's not usually here. <laughs> Full stop. Just quietly. That means folks must have got his stories in on time, which is oh, unlike Bathurst. Oh yeah, there was. What I was, I was going to say that that, uh, that that Mitch Evans, the New Zealander, the youngster who's about fifteen, who was doing Formula Ford last year and doing Formula Three. 
has, has gone over and done some tests for MW Arden, which is a joint venture. It's a GP3 team between Mark Webber and Christian Horner. Oh, yeah. And, mate, he's, uh, he's the best of the MW Arden drivers coming in fifth, so who knows what happens there. Mm. Obviously, there's plenty of cars coming from New Zealand. Um, probably as a, as a result of their exporting of lamb to Copenhagen. <laughs> you can't get any lamb over there. <laughs> and so how long will it be before we claim him as our own? Oh, it'll be something like yeah, that. See, look, see the elong, elongatedness of it? Oh, it's hard it's, to tell. We don't have the regularness next to Yeah, but you've got to remember oh, the regularness comes see what you mean. Yeah, It's the clubman body. And so hence the so they can fit the colouring. Yeah, but they've coloured it perfectly, so you can't really tell. Yeah, you can't tell easily, but you can see that little bit of the back of the roof line that lengthens it out. But it's the only way they could get the four-wheel drive under there, you see. Because it's got to be four-wheel drive, or you just can't go rallying. So, there you go. Got any meat? Got any meat? <laughs> got any meat stories? <laughs> any meat stories? Egg no, foo young, actually. Egg foo young sounds good, actually, Johnny. With crab meat. With crab meat. Yeah, yeah, I, I like crab meat. Oh, well, and you like egg? Fan. Sauce. Yes. Yes. Ooh, I think we should go up and give it a bit of a bit of a go. Or you reckon only, we other, could... other than that, the only other place I reckon we could get it. Um, Oh, just in, uh, 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 Kimi Räikkönen is, um, is going to be missing uh, the the Catalonia Rally this weekend. <laughs> Why? Crashed his brains out. Yeah, um, mate, he's, he's all right, but uh, yep, um, in a shakedown stage. So that's that's not good. Obviously, there's some issues there in his junior uh, C4, the Citroen uh, the team. Um, not injured, but. Um, well, they probably couldn't get another car turned no, around, so... No. And they're probably getting the shits with him a bit. Well, they probably are. Because they probably expected ca- more of him. And, and, he, he, got and he probably the... expected more of himself, to be fair. Do you remember but, that he, you know. uh, uh, there was that story about he wanted to drive with Renault F1? Yep. But then he... You know, they said, no, nah, no, we're not interested, and it's going to cost mm. a fortune. And reportedly his management did it. And then... He goes and cracks it personally and said, I've never had anything to do with them and I don't know what the fuck they're doing talking, using my name and ruining my, my life. <laughs> Yet, the management, oh, you know. And do we well, need to have, do I get him on the phone again? I think you should. I'll see, I'll ring him. Ring him and uh, see what you can get out of him. Because, uh, you know, he'd be pretty down at the moment after the crash. You got him? Uh, no, no, hang on a minute. I'm getting, I just, just I'm you mind this with those international numbers. I've got to get up. Uh, where is it? Is it under K or R? Well, no, it's a problem with the iPhone because it's a bit backwards. There we go. There we go. The number you have called is currently switched off or unavailable. Oh. Please try sending a text message. Or I'll, try him his, I'll try him on his other number. He knows how to stuff you around, doesn't he? Uh, well, he's probably, <laughs> probably in the hospital getting that. The... Getting a check. H- who else would I check about that? Uh, who would I, uh, how would I get to him through... Uh... Oh, that's a tricky one. It is. Um... Well, while you're doing that... There we go. Oh. This, this will get him. 
funny ringtone. Scan it over. Hey, Dan. Uh, hey, Dan. It's John Hart. How are you? I'm fine. Look, uh, good. Uh, look, we're just uh, making a quick ring in from uh, from Adelaide in, in Australia to just find out what's going on with with Kimi Räikkönen and the rallying. I mean, you're, you, you know, you being his manager and everything. What's happening? With Kimi Räikkönen and rally. Yeah, I mean, I know. Don't be coy. You know, we know you're managing him. What's what's going on up there in that part of the world with Kimi? Mm, after his crash. <laughs> I don't manage Kimmy, you know that. <laughs> no, nah, don't be like that. <laughs> You're dotting the viewers again. <laughs> how, how are you doing? Yeah, good luck. Jeez, you just won't take a trick, will you? You know, you're on episode 165 of Radio Hot Lap. I'm too, too easy. Um, are you on Skype? Yeah, no, mate, uh, you're on the phone. But listen, while I've got you, how's everything going on with the Aquila? I see that you got pole in Britcar. Yes, we. Uh, it's going very well. Uh, we we are. Uh, uh, we have sold uh, one car to South America, okay. and uh, maybe two cars to America. Well, I, I suppose the guy in South America, if, if he races himself, he can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he won't lose. <laughs> <laughs> Is he driving it in he Dakar? How's everything up there in Denmark, son? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Must be getting a bit chilly, Bonnie. If you're on Skype, I will give you a call on Skype because this connection is bad. Oh, that's okay. No, we, I, sorry, I, I thought you were Kimmy's manager. <laughs> Why did you think that? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I can't talk anymore. <laughs> Speak soon. Speak <laughs> soon. Bye-bye. Oh, God, he can't oh, work with anything, can he? <laughs> yeah, he had his chance and he blew it. Look, sweet, see where on oh, Scandos. Well. Oh. You're going for it now, aren't you? I am. Well, while it? you're looking that up, when you were talking about meat, I didn't have anything to talk about meat, but I can tell you that on Saturday, um, Woolies down at Marion had this big seafood extravaganza and we got some deluxe prawns, but even better, they had whole rainbow tout. Rainbow tout. Trout. Tout. Rainbow trout. Do you want to tout that? And so, Laney and I had rainbow trout for uh, dinner on Monday evening, which was absolutely deluxe. Just uh, in a bit of foil, all wrapped up nicely. Some uh, lime, lime bruise, garlic, and a phone that won't ring. Oh, it's going. It's the smelly person himself. <laughs> Very safe. to say that, not you. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Episode 165 of Radio Hot Lap, Alan. How are you, Alan? Pretty good. How are you going? I'm, I'm ill. You are ill, but mate, uh, congratulations on winning the final round of British GT at Donington on the weekend. That that It's good to finish the season on the high. Tell the viewers. Yeah, no, it was, was great. I mean, we've been quick all year and... Uh, Finally, this last race, uh, it all came together, even though we started with huge 
bad luck as well. You know, Hector was taken off uh, as usual on the first lap. And uh, basically, uh, yeah, almost well, lost the full lap and a bit. Um, and uh, the race being a two-hour race, um, we managed to, um, to fight back. Uh, we had a lot of luck with other competitors also running into trouble. Um, and this time we had a very quick car and uh, managing to sort of lap within sort of half a second uh, faster than anyone else for the entire race, which um, of course the other race gave us the win. So uh, it was a quite rewarding way to finish the year. Well, you went into that race uh, um, without the ballast um, or the success penalty that you had from um, uh, a, a previous couple of races. Is really, is that... Is that really what it's all about? Is is the whole championship all about a seesaw with ballast? Um, well, yes and no. I mean, at the end of the day, um, ballast always slows the car down. Um, but the main competitors for us on the weekend uh, were also with zero ballast. Uh, the, the the guys who's been solid throughout the championship and, and eventually has won it uh, has never been the fastest drivers all cars for that matter, but they've just really been solid, as you have to be in the championship and, and finish every race and, and do well. Uh, also, ourselves haven't been to, to, to every race this year due to other, um, other uh, commitments. And when you don't turn up to a race, the ballast that you've uh, accumulated from the race before still get carried over to the next race, even though you didn't do, do, do one. So the system is a little bit weird like that. It always uh, penalises people who doesn't do the full championship. So we've sort of been on the receiving end of that a little bit. But um, next year that's going to change. Next year they're going to revert it to uh, time penalties and pit stops rather than actual um, uh, weight balance, which is something that's going to uh, be better for us anyway. And, and also it will always show the true speed on, 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 on the best driver and car on the weekend. Um, where you, you don't have to take into consideration who's carrying what ballast and whatever, uh, which will make it a lot more fun uh, come racing. Uh, you can just go for it and then, you know, well, OK, it's going to happen in the, in the pit stop, but, you know, it could be safety cars, could be anything. So I'm quite for the, the new format. So, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, thanks, everyone. So, Mike, uh, that's the end of the season for you. You... you, 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 you... You're back in Monaco, back to a, a life of a, of, a, of a waiter at Oli Beretta's house. You know that that that's a really good that's really good, Alan. Because I, uh, that was a, a question I was going to ask you. Is like you know here it is um, uh, October and really the season. I suppose perhaps for you, I'm not sure what would start. What Bathurst 12 out, very beginning of February. That's a big chunk of time for a driver to be down. You, you've got to keep driving. So, and I thought to myself, and and JP and I had been talking about it earlier that these charity events come up at this time of year. That that's great. There's nothing no substitute for seat time. 
I mean, I think I think it's important as, as a driver to have a break too. Um, you know, you need to to recharge battery. I'll give you a very good example. Uh, the uh, Formula Ford Festival has just been run on the weekend, which is uh, the ultimate in junior car racing. And uh, a friend of mine actually won the festival, and, and due to budget problems, um, he'd been out of a seat for three months. And he comes in and he wins the festival. He beat uh, the Aussie guy in Pi. Uh, who'd won the championship and, and Roland Dane is backing as, as the new big hotshot. Um, and here is a, a local band who is actually um, Jan Magnus's nephew um, who goes in and wins the festival, um, you know, having only done four races for the full, for the whole year. Um, it also shows sometimes that if you're not in the car all the time, you could potentially get a bit of hunger uh, building up, which probably makes you push even harder than if you Every every weekend, so a break at the end of the year is good. Um, but we're not going to have a break until February because being involved with the Handcuff program, uh, I assume that we will start testing tires already back in November. So um, it's not just the racing part; there will be a bit of a break from. But uh, you never know; you're always on standby. Spoke to Fogues a little while ago, who's just arrived on the Gold Coast. It's now the. Uh, I think you're probably aware that that uh, that sort of weird combo of international sort of drivers and local drivers is going on. It's now a three-day event, not four-day, and the circuit has been reduced somewhat uh, from the southern end of the circuit. But it was a, you know, it, it was a very good article there in Auto Action that Rob Margade said put out, and I mentioned this with folks earlier, is that, you know, some of the guys that are coming in, and they're, they're absolute stunners from a, you know, from a resume point of view, but, you know, to come in for one race, other than maybe someone like Brabs and Ryan Briscoe, they, you know, um, okay, Prio, someone like that, they're, they, they're going to find it a little bit tough. And the article had gone on to say, look, it doesn't matter how good these guys are, you know, from a public perspective, they're going to look silly unless they either win it or... Uh, well, I mean, they, well, it's I, awkward, I, isn't it? I, I don't know. I have to disagree a little bit on that, I think, because everyone knows the VX Supercars and it's a talking point every single time at International Hub Inter what the cars like to drive, are they hard? It's the same question that's been asked for the past many, many years. And everyone knows it, so no one expects anyone really to do anything special. Everyone knows um, how hard the cars are to drive, and, and I'm sure that with so many internationals coming in, they're probably more looking to um, just be on par with each other rather than trying to think someone's going to outstand another one. Uh, clearly, the ones that have done the best supercars before is going to have a, a big advantage. Uh, there'll be people there who have driven the track before, which will be a big advantage. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, they are their top level drivers, all of them, so I'm sure they will uh, uh, fit into, it, into, into the whole thing very nicely and, and just get on with it. But I don't think there's anyone that's going to be ashamed of what no, they No, no, but I mean, it, it, it's. I, I agree with you, but it's there's there's very little you know room for error, and I mean at the end of the day, Alan, they say no one can come into it you know being away and do do one race. Well, as you've shown, uh, as you have over the years, not only your versatility that you can come in and do a single race at the biggest event of the year. Uh, 
And if they were having a party, where would they be going, Alan? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, there's loads of places like Club 44 and all those. <laughs> <laughs> um, Club 44? We got the 44 out. Just places to hang out. Yeah, I mean, there'll be lots of stuff hanging out up there. They'll be hanging out. Sponsored by Heyman's Electrical. <laughs> all right, mate. Well, listen, get well. Sorry yeah, get to hear well. you're a bit crook. Yeah. Um, well done on finishing the year and speak to you soon, eh? Thanks, buddy. Bye. Cheers, Al. He does sound a bit under the weather. He does. He definitely sounds a bit, his, a bit he, he remembers his Club 44 days. Yeah, I remember the old Club 44. Well, oh. viewers, that's the hour. It is. And this is the moment that we sign off prior to a little barbecue moment. And I want to tell you one about last night. I had uh, the lovely... New girliness oh, around, you? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around and um, who who was briefly seen on the uh, on the Bathurst video, but nobody knows. It's top secret. Yep, fuck around. What? <laughs> I didn't want that out publicly. <laughs> Too late. Fuck you. <laughs> you can't be saying that to me. Why I ought to give you the... No one's going to go back and have another look. And, and I made up this beautiful... Uh, no, well, exactly. Yeah. He'd watch that again. Exactly. He'd want to waste that time with you in a bloody auto action in the middle of a field of canola. Um, that uh, there was a uh, barramundi. Yes. Beautiful barramundi. Fish. Barramundi. Uh, uh, a nice creamy fish with a little bit of... Um, uh, lemon... A little bit of fresh chilli, some white wine, and a bit of butter, and just in the foil, and, yep. and, and sort of baked in a pouch on the Weber Baby Q. Very similar to the way we had the rainbow trout. Very, very nice. And and, and latent heat, just, just soft, pick it away. Mm. Viewers, give that a go. That's any all I can say. Pick a fish. It's any a beautiful fish. thing. And so we should probably say good night, viewers. Ciao for now.